Welcome to Build with Rob. It is Rob Deerdeck. Uh, you may know me for a lot of different things, but the thing that I love the most is that I'm the CEO, founder of the Deerdeck Machine, where we systematically fuse art, science, and magic to manufacture amazing. And I never, look, it never is tiring for me to say systematically fusing art, science, and magic. I never get sick of saying the word manufacturing amazing. I just, it is, it's brand development from my soul that I love saying every single day, every single time I say it, I get excited. Um, and it's really, really what I'm about, you know, and it's what this show is about. You know, it is manufacturing amazing. It, it is either creating amazing businesses, um, fulfilling amazing achievement of building a successful company. Uh, or building and creating an amazing life, you know, uh, both of which should always be fully integrated and grow together um, because truly you build a great company and a great life is one that is manufacturing amazing. You know, and and for me, it, it's always been about, you know, building the Deer Deck machine um, while living a very balanced life. You know, I, I really um, have found a lot of success in life and I, I found it early on by living in total chaos. You know, like I really thought it was part of my structure and who I was to just be out of balance. You know, I'd never go on vacations. You know, I would just work, 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 you know, party, 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 you know, like just like chill, chill, all oh, burn out, big, get it back, go hard. Like, I, you know, I thought that was just why I had the success that I had, right? And, and as I began to tire from that, I decided like, you know, I needed to be balanced, you know? And, and what do people say? Oh, I need to be balanced. I need to be uh, work-life balance. I got to find it. That's the thing I'm missing, work-life balance. You know, how, you know, how do you get the work-life balance, right? And I'm no different than anybody else. You know, it's like going to the gym and you haven't worked out in 15 years, and thinking you're going to just go in there and start working out and all of a sudden like you're fit first first day working out and you're thinking you're not going to get sick of going to the gym and never want to go back there when you can't even move your arms after day two. You know, like if you want to find balance in life, you need to design balance. Uh, you do not just wake up one day and decide I'm going to be balanced and you're really good at being balanced. In order to be balanced in life, you must design uh, your entire life, design balance into both your work, uh, your health, your free time. All aspects of your life has to be designed in order to build the framework for balance. Then guess what? You got to get good at being balanced. Like, it's not this simple sort of thing where you can just all of a sudden design balance and, and oh, now I'm, I'm fully balanced. I'm living that balanced lifestyle. It's really, really hard. And it's difficult in the beginning, no different than, than anything else in life that you're going to choose to do. It's always very hard in the beginning, and it gets easier with time the better you get at it. You know, and, and for me, you know, I, I marvel at how incredibly balanced I am today. And it seems impossible 
if I'm thinking about myself, you know, five, six, seven years ago, where it's just like, how could you even like get to this where you get up every single day at five and, and meditate every single day and brain train every single day and most days eat clean and don't drink, eat, drink, you know, it's like, how did I get to this, this place of such high level of balance um, started first with, I just committed to it, right? You've got to commit to being balanced and then you have to design a balanced life. Then you have to start to live that designed balanced life and then get better and better and better at staying committed, being consistent and, and optimizing it, you know, cause what you think will be balanced when you first uh, decide to build this balanced life We'll, we'll have a lot of friction and, and it'll, it'll be too much time thinking that you needed to spend with, with your family or your friends and, and working less and like, no, you actually get energy from working and, and you actually do need to, to work in this sort of time structure, call it, you know, nine to seven. And then you need an unwind period, right? Like balance for every person is completely different. And, and a lot of people will think that they have to create some sort of trade-off or some sort of sacrifice to actually get there. And that, that shouldn't ever be the case. Like you're really just trying to optimize your time that puts you in a position that ultimately keeps your energy levels high. You know, I, I heard in a podcast recently about a, a gentleman say, you, you know, if you are tired the next day, you did too much the previous day. You know, like you should, anytime you are doing so much that you cannot recover in the following day, you're doing too much. And that rang, that rang pretty true for me in, in the sense of like when I designed balance into my life um, and how important energy was as a whole, right? Because you got to think if your life is so complex, right? And for me, it started with, you know, doing it simple, like, okay, like I'm going to spend this day with my wife, I'm going to do a movie night. I'm going to do a dinner. I'm going to uh, spend Saturdays with the kids. You know, it ended up being this really simple sort of balanced way. Hey, I'm going to start getting up at five. I'm going to, you know, get in the gym, meditate uh, before the kids wake up. You know, you, you, you slowly begin to build it and you begin to optimize and change it over time, right? For me, I, it eventually was you know, for the balance with my wife, just having a date night uh, on Thursdays wasn't enough. You know, that I ended up doing breakfast dates, right? I do movie night. I do talk night. I do Sunday night date. Like I actually, as I began to get more and more balanced and understand what uh, gave more balance to our relationship, I changed it over time and began to optimize what that even looked like. You know, I used to you know, get up at six, six thirty, uh, and then, you know, get, get to work in the morning and then wake up the kids, then have the trainer come, then meditate, then, you know, and, and I had to eventually optimize to where like, nope, you got to get up and you got to meditate first thing. If you get up that extra hour, now you can meditate, you can brain train, uh, you can get all this stuff done earlier because you've changed it and taken an hour from the evening and put it in the morning, what happened? Now I'm way more consistent. Now it becomes more part of a lifestyle. And it's, it's now the way that I live, which has now compounded being balanced even further. You know, but over time, 
I just got better and better and better at that. And it, it forced me to adjust everything from from the way that I do meetings with executives to the way that that I um, do meetings with portfolio companies, how I optimize shooting ridiculousness, how I even optimize shooting this show. It requires a deep level of design to make sure that you are constantly balanced and then you are iterating, optimizing, and making it better as your life adapts, evolves, and changes, right? Because it's not what what would have made me balanced five years ago wouldn't work today because of uh, all of the things that I had, had taken on. But one thing is for sure, I did not compromise the big structure, right? Like I I only work 30% of my life. So whatever I'm going to do, that's the only allotted time that I have in it. So I don't compromise the time that I spend with my family, that I spend on my health, uh, with my friends. Like I keep that balanced at its core. And then now I optimize inside that, that structure. But again, it took many years to get there. But look, what do you got to do? If you want to be balanced, You've got to design a balanced life and then you've got to go live it, all right? You've got to commit, take the step, and then you will get better and better. It'll get clearer and clearer to you what balance means to you, um, how important balance benefits you, and ultimately that's going to motivate you to get better and better at being balanced until you get to this stage that I'm at where you just love being balanced and you can't even imagine living life any other way. All right, look, that's my my preach as it relates to balance. And again, on this show, you know what we like to do. We like to share uh, life strategies, business strategies, and talk to entrepreneurs and different people that that have questions that are looking for just some mentoring from a guy that's really, really all about how to be optimized in all aspects of business and life. So without further ado, let's get into it and, and welcome our first guest. Hey team, we're Pika, recording live from Surf Incubator in Seattle. We bring picture books to life in virtual reality to make kids love reading again. And we're do or dyers. Michael Wong and Alex Comfortes, welcome to Build with Rob. How are you guys doing? We are so stoked, Rob. Thanks for having us. We are big fans. Yeah, really happy to be here. Hey, man, I'm 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 glad we could do this. You know, I really I really appreciate the quality of the video that you guys sent in. Okay, <laughs> uh, always admire when when you really commit. You know what I'm saying? It shows shows that that true do or dire spirit when you make a. I was about to say do or die. I was going to finish your sentence there, Rob. Yeah, you know I mean, when you really show that that really high quality uh, pitch. Now, of course, this this idea is a, a a little a little bit outside my world, you know. But but explain to everybody exactly what the concept is, where and why you created it, and what stage you're at right now. Sure, thanks, Rob. And I think it is in your world as a parent, you know. Um, and I want to make this relevant for a lot of parents or people who have kids in their lives right now. Um, but, you know, hi, this is Michael. This is Alex. Uh, we have a big team here in Seattle. We're Pika VR, and we make picture books come to life in virtual reality. Um, I started this company when in 2015 when uh, I just graduated college, and my cousin Samari, who was nine years old at the time, he hated to read, and I just finished an English degree, loved to read. So I wanted him to enjoy reading, and I just finished working at Disneyland when I was in school. 
And at the time, Samari was like having to call me for 30 minutes every single day to do his reading assignment. His mom made him do that. And I was like, dude, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a better way to get these kids back into books. Um, and also again, I was wanting to make Disneyland rides when I was working at Disneyland. So I was like, how can we, you know, bring these two worlds together? And in 2015, that was also around the time that, um, Oculus Rift was just coming about with the Kickstarter, uh, just coming and finished. So VR was starting to pump, put these things together. And I was like, Hey man, I think if we could make kids jump into the pages of their favorite books, uh, and let the stories happen to them, maybe they'll remember more of what happened. Um, uh, maybe they'll comprehend more of what happened and maybe they'll be more engaged and motivated to go pick up a book next time. So that's what we do. Pika is a mobile app. It's a mobile platform. Um, and we, so it all happens on a little cell phone. And uh, we create, host, and distribute these virtual reality experiences based on picture books. So we work with publishers of all different sizes. Uh, we take existing picture books off the shelf and you know they have two pages. We make the rest of the world. So when you put the headset on, kids jump into the pages of the story. It's all happening around them. Um, if a dragon is roaring, the dragon's actually roaring at them. Um, stuff like that, right? So we know, we know parents and we know educators, they want their kids to bring back, uh, kids to come back to books. We're hoping to bring uh, to create a platform where kids can jump into all sorts of different experiences, not just books, um, and therefore cre create a VR platform uh, for kids. That's what we're doing. Pika is a VR platform for kids. You want to catch them up before we're at right now? Sure, definitely. Uh, I don't know if you have any questions first, Rob. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I you know, I tried to download the app because you know I, I danced with the devil in UltraCast, where we had a a live yeah, VR platform. You know what I mean? It was sure. done in the same sort for of NASCAR. Yeah, where you just, you know, it's still in your phone, you pop it in the goggles, and then boom, you're at a club in Ibiza. Exactly. You know, it's it's it was fascinating. But again, we 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 suffered with putting bodies on the platform. We just could yes, not yes, get people uh to adopt it, right? I think I think the VR aspect or three sixty video that transitioned to VR just didn't quite catch hold. Uh, for live events the way that that it really looked like it was going to in that sort of era yeah let me speak to that real quick rob that's really, yeah. really interesting like we, we operate on thesis here at pika like we've been around for five years and here in seattle a ton of the funding in, in virtual reality was happening actually here in seattle people called it vr hollywood and actually over the last five years we've seen a number of our peers capitulate and we always kind of wonder why well here's the thing this device is in all pretty much most parents pockets right now it's in your pocket right now Parents can power a peak of VR experience anywhere they kind of are, as long as they have one of these headsets, right? In America, we kind of are, uh, we're kind of shoving the VR paradigm through the, the paradigm of gamers, right? Yeah. And those guys have such high standards for their games. You look abroad in Europe and Asia, they're looking at it through a pragmatic standpoint, talking education, live events, how can you engage communities, right? So with Pika, um, very interesting is what's very interesting is that parents and educators do want this. So kids are the users. They want to jump into the VR, of course, but parents and teachers are looking for opportunities to get their kids back to books and to engage them as learners, especially in a post COVID world where everybody was doing zoom school. Right. So again, to bring them back to books and to kind of bring things back to life, Pika is a, uh, we are finding it to be a really good use case to bring people and to create a whole generation of users. Of virtuality as it continues to mature. Okay, check this out, right? So, no doubt, I thought I had a lot. I, I, what I loved about live VR, because you got to think like Next VR was doing units around the world for like 350,000 a unit. We were putting right. units up for 2,000 a unit all over yeah, the world. So, camera, we were, yeah. like it was like the economies and all these, but, but, but forget all that, right? 
at the end of the day, like two different entire worlds, just like you speak to of like even like the gamer VR world and, and this experience unto itself. So I, I would, when I think about it as a parent now, right, it's because I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say that kids don't, aren't, aren't reading, right? Um, uh, because of technology, because of games and, you know, whatever it may be, you're ultimately reading is essential to evolving as a human being. It's it fundamental, right? It's fundamental in teaching both in a, the beginning in pre-K and then heating up in kindergarten, right? Sure. Like, and where it's starting. And so like when, when, when I think about the value proposition of the concept, right? So if we both agree that like teaching kids to read through experience and, and peak of VR will get them way more motivated and excited to read. So that that is this thing like that we can agree on is this new using this new technology to make reading more exciting and more fun. Right. Sure. So so we agree that that's what you've created. Right. A, a better experience for reading and a, a, a more enhanced futuristic future world experience. Sure. So I say this to you, what do parents and teachers and educators struggle with when, when teaching kids to learn to read is where I think where something special might be a way of positioning yourselves to where like, whether it's teaching phonics, right? Where a uh, word association, there's all these developmental issues that happen while you're learning to read that like um that are different for different kids depending on the stages right so you got it right it, you know and think about this like right now you're 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 hanging it on this idea that hey we're going to bring kids back to get excited about books when i don't know that that's like as a parent i don't i my kid i read a book to my kids every night they love books right it it's the idea but when i think about my kids reading like and and the difference between both of them and how one can can is learning to read so much easier and understands word mm -hmm. association and phonics and all this different stuff. If you can tool the way you develop it to where like they they learn phonics, word association better, they can see like words being spelled, so they learn it. If you could just take exactly. it if you could take it just a step further to where it's actually a better way to learn how to read faster and more efficiently. And I'm not saying I'm, this is just my gut here, right. As it relates to, to how you position it, because I, I think, you know, you're talking about educators and they're just, you know what I mean? Like they don't, you, Hey, it, it took like 20 years for them to like agree to an iPad you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, you, you know it, what I'm bro. saying? It, yeah. and, and so it's like when you're saying, hey, no, it's it's on phones, it's way it's not it's not the VR, like you don't gotta buy a three thousand dollar computer exactly. and a thousand dollar Oculus to experience. You can put it on your phone, you can put it in something as simple as a twenty dollar cardboard. All of that is this frictionless way to get there. Then it's but the value prop being you are going to learn more words quicker at a higher rate, more if you can. I, and I don't know what it is. I'm just kind of spitballing it. Right. Of sure. like, cause my gut was as soon as I looked at it and got your amazing video, um, I, I thought to myself like, well, what is an actual problem that can be solved? Right. And I thought to myself like, like because of, of having kids of, of, 
of that idea of all the things, all of the sort of stages and difficulties that go into just reading and then, and then it kind of advancing even further and further. So that's just my, what I would, would the advice I would give you guys as it relates to positioning it, how you build the product, because I think if you can say, Hey, because of this advanced technology, we're getting uh, kids that are learning a larger vocabulary at a higher rate and learning, you know, like something like accelerating the the learning and their engagement and, and willingness to read and, and type of thing is, is just something that I would think about adding, especially as you adventure off here to, 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 to head out on this capital raise journey. Exactly. Sure. You know what I mean? After five yeah. years of just bootstrapping it with the homies, yeah, like five years is a long time. Hey, yeah. hey, five years is a long time to get by on a hundred G's. You know what I mean? So you said it's it, like, bro. Yeah, we don't pay ourselves anything from it. It's it's been true do or die mentality. Us doing consulting work on the side, even to put money back into the business and make sure our team is paid first. So we really embody the true do or die mentality. And just to touch on a couple of things you said there, Rob. You know, one of the key metrics for us is at the third grade reading level. That's a crucial inflection point. And kids that aren't at a third grade reading level by the time they finish third grade are 60% more likely to drop out of school. And of those 60%, 80% of those kids are more likely to end up in jail. So with Pika, we really want to try to reach those kids before they get past that point and make sure that, you know, by reading on Pika, just like you said, bringing kids back to reading, not necessarily books, but reading at large and education, that we can reach them before that point. And look, and that's really and, important to us here. But, but you got your first anchor, right? Because that's beautiful because you know that third grade is this incredible like chasm that if you're not prepared to move beyond that, here's everything that could potentially go wrong with your life. Sure. And now, yeah. so the value prop of your actual business is everything that you do with technology and advancing and accelerating and making it more exciting and fun to pull people along to be able to bridge that gap and guarantee they don't fall into that chasm yeah. is is the, the the anchor. It feels really good. And and it's really just a matter of like doubling down on how you can uh solve the issues that regular reading that happen with regular reading and regular teaching of reading. You know what I mean? That's right. Hey, Rob, we're just as an indicator of that in South Carolina, this is one of the first places we're in Seattle. We just launched in South Carolina um, as the state that's 49 out of 50 in reading scores. Um, the House of Representatives of South Carolina uh, kind of blessed us with this res house resolution that kind of recognizes PICA for the work that we're doing to underserve communities in South Carolina. This is something big takeaway for us in, in ESL classes, right? Just to make the value prop super salient. It's about reading motivation and engagement first. This is what we're hearing from teachers and, and, uh, and other parents, right? My kid loves the, Fortnite, loves his YouTube, hard to get them back to sitting down reading a book, right? So trying to create parity, use Pika virtual reality as like a Trojan horse of, in a way, like to kind of bring kids back to reading motivation. That's like wanting to go to the library and wanting to go pick out a book, right? This is stuff we're hearing, especially in South Carolina, Idaho, educators want this, right? So we think that, I mean, especially we're finding, excuse me, we're finding like Idaho classrooms with ESL uh, teachers. They're saying, you know, the animations that are happening, the VR are helping kids remember more of the vocab that's happening in the story. In before the VR happened, it was teachers reading aloud, having to kind of act things out. So stuff like verbs is helping ESL kids 
we're really excited about those components and we hear you. We should probably plus those up when we're talking about our value yeah, props. I, because at the end of the day, like you got to win. What, what I think you got to win progressive educators first before you get to the masses. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's it, like yeah. you got to identify sort of your core consumer base to the more, you know, and it's it's progressive parents at progressive schools and that establishes sort of your core base then 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 it's into like sort of the economics as it's related to what they can afford ultimately to do uh in these new type of programs you know what i mean so yeah exactly a lot of complexities in that business but you got a couple questions for me man hit me oh yeah we do and rob thanks so much for your time so far we really appreciate it um yeah let me ask my first question so we've been we know you as a disruptor getting all the way back to like Robin Big and, you know, Fantasy Factory, bridging two different kind of a big media property with uh, like a, an industry that they don't have anything to know about. That's what we're doing, too, in a way, like we're disruptors as well. So my first question from a business standpoint is how would you go about disrupting an industry that moves too slow? Right. Our art industry in that way is publishing. Right. Dinosaurs. Right? And another way to think about that is how would you bridge maybe a really slow moving industry with a really fast moving industry. This is for us publishing and virtual reality, but it doesn't have to be that way for, for you when you answer that. So how do you, how do you go about disrupting an industry that moves really slow? Yeah. I mean, look, you, you're in a molasses, you're in just molasses out there, right? You're publishing and education, you know what I mean? And, and I, and I think like, you know, I, I think as it relates to pushing publishers along, you're better off like, you know, really trying to to find one that that believes in the potential of of what you're doing or create uh, your own version of original publishing sure. that that um, which would probably be a lot easier to do. And you would own and control completely by just sort of emulating some of the best ways of of teaching what it is now, again, a completely different skill set and difficult, but, but certainly worth considering and, or just licensing the content in a real simple way. But again, it gets complex. Anytime you're using other people's IP, um, you, you got to give a, a big cut of that margin away, no matter what. So the, the quicker you get to original content, the better off you're going to be no matter what. And then you need like one big, progressive teacher coalition association group like you need one big thought leadership group and and education to to be uh, your advisors your consultants and ultimately your ambassadors to the entire educational community because and, and again they're they're your influencers in in this particular in industry right so it's never going to be um easy to disrupt the big slow moving ideas especially when when there's a, a couple stages of friction right where you got to go to a phone then go to a headset right and sure. and right. so it's like you're you're you have a couple stages of friction but ultimately like a teachers associations really supporting and then advocating for for you guys is going that's that's when they listen Right. When, when in that type of world. So, so I think, you know, Absolutely. in that case, you got it, you got to really hunt down, um, those, those groups that can be, be the people that are authenticating what you're creating. I like that. Authenticating what we're creating. That's what I'm hearing a lot of the things that sounds like they're, we're in the right direction. So thanks Rob for that. Um, just as an example, like to, we've been thinking about how do we get someone to authenticate what we're up to? 
the Idaho Commission for Libraries, which is the governing body of all the libraries in Idaho, uh, we're running a pilot to distribute Pika through them right now. So as an example, I think that's right on the, like, how can we get these libraries to back Pika to like, kind of, like you said, be an influencer for Pika. So that's right on. We appreciate that. All right. Personal question, Rob. Um, I'm a new father uh, of a dog um, and it's, it's a freaking it's an adolescent dog and it's a love of my life, but it's a lot to handle and we're also building a business. So that's my question to you as a father of, you know, a couple dogs now and a couple of kids. Uh, how, how do you balance raising um, kids while also <laughs> kind of building a company, which is a lot like raising a family too? Well, well look, there's, there's no doubt um, building a company is, is very similar to uh, raising children. Uh, although you are raising children and and dogs for their lifetime uh, sure. <laughs> but look you know to you now to you um you had a choice to take on the responsibility of that pet okay and sure and and boy oh boy did you underestimate it you know I what did. I mean? yeah. and, and and to me <laughs> it, it, it's that idea of it's it's almost anything in life you know as you evolve and adapt the same way you underestimated how difficult it was to actually build and create a business right sure um they are all all of these new adventures come with sort of a a a an initial idea of how you think it will be then uh, you're excited, you go do it, and then right as you begin to start it, uh, it starts to feel really hard, and then a third of the way through, now you're really like, you understand how hard it actually is for real, right? And and I think that's almost like the case for, for anything you choose to do in life, no matter what it is. And, and for me, as I say to every entrepreneur, you know, design your life and your business to be integrated at the same time and have a vision for what you want your life to become um, the same way you have a vision for what your business becomes because you want to grow them together. And then ultimately the success of your business means you'll have a successful life at the same time, right? And for me, I designed the life that I wanted, the how I wanted to be balanced, like all of my uh, aspirations from a financial perspective and, and time perspective and energy perspective. And, and then as I built the company and built it all, it, it grew together. So five years later and having the success, it, it is a culmination of a plan that was designed, uh, on purpose at the same time. So I just, you know, Very always intentional. I got yeah, you. Just always think about like your energy and ultimately where you want to head and as a whole, as it relates to your business, as opposed to just always just, oh, well, if we can get Pika to work, then I'll figure out what I want to do with mm. my life and how I'm going to do sure. that. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and, sure. and cause you yeah, really, you, build it into it. you really want to make sure that your, 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 your happiness is part of the process in the long mm. term, you know? Happiness is part of the process. That's bars right there. Look, uh, hey, so I want to see that in your guy's office on the wall with my name right underneath it. You know what right I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I'm coming up there one day and I'm shooting a photo That's right cool. underneath cool. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, come on up. Right on, bro. Thanks so much for your time, Rob. It's All been right. awesome. Um, and we, you know, let us know where to send the headsets to the kids. We'll get them over. Um, and we appreciate everything. So thanks so much. All right. Good luck to you guys, man. Thank, Thank you, Rob. Rob. Appreciate it. All right, be good. Is this thing on? It is. Let's go. 
Hi, everybody. My name is Justin Kershaw. I'm the owner of So Strong Food and founder. We created the best tasting, healthiest nutrition bar on the planet. And I'm a do or dyer. I want to help you and everybody else win your morning. 36 years old from Columbus, Ohio. Graduated from Michigan State University in 2008 with a degree in interdisciplinary studies in HR management and political science. It's a fancy way of saying I made drugs football. <laughs> I signed with the Carolina Panthers after I graduated. Uh, went to work for two Fortune 500 companies, Striker Endoscopy, selling medical equipment, and then also 3M selling industrial abrasives, which is another fancy way of saying sandpaper. So I had a goal of making the best tasting, healthiest uh, bar in the planet. And I don't have any experience in the food space, but I found formulators, did experiment with my kitchen, and we figured out the best bar on the entire planet. Uh, my vision for the business is to grow it, grow it, grow it, and to get a huge influx of cash or to sell it to a big company. And I want to work with, with the Deer Dap Machine because I've always admired Rob, a skinny skateboarder from uh, <laughs> the West Southwest Ohio who was able to get it done, who did work. My car in college was called Black Lavender because of Robin Big. And um, I love what Rob's doing. I, I love that he's expanded to where he's a VC now. I'm a do or die. Let's go, Rob's time to do this. The best tasting, healthiest wine on the planet. Let's go, let's make it happen, Rob. I'm out. Justin Kershaw, welcome to Build With Rob. How are you? I've never been better, bro. Good seeing you, man. Man, it's good to see you again. We have history. We met on 9-16-2020. I don't know if you remember, um, but it was a year and a half ago. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to believe. I felt like we just like talked like six months ago. Doesn't doesn't seem like it's been that long. It goes fast. But look, I I before we get into all that, um, can you just like lay out real quickly uh what so strong food is and what the vision is for it? Yeah, so so Strong uh, Food is my new company. We created the best tasting, healthiest bar on the planet. Um, and I did this, Rob, because I realized that people don't eat healthy, or at least I didn't eat healthy, because healthy food doesn't taste good. And so um, when we first started the company, I thought we were competing against RX Bar or Kind Bar, Nutrition Bar. But I really realized that we're competing against chocolate cake and Snickers and pound cake. Um, because people don't eat healthy because it doesn't taste good. And I'm all for sowing strong seeds. And I feel like food nowadays, it makes us weak. And I want to sow strong, sow strong seeds through this company and uh, make food that makes people actually better and not worse. Okay, look, man. So a little bit of background. Um, we had initially met like because it was it was a um, oat focused concept. Right. Yeah. And and even even because we were introduced through uh, the great Billy G. And at the time, you know, as we were like formulating the idea, it was like, man, it, it was, it, you know, for us, you know, we were in the middle of because you, you can kind of see the evolution that we went on over the last year of, of launching Luso Cloud, launching Mind Right, the podcast, mm -hmm. the entire new brand. Like we went on a pretty significant journey uh, since that time. So we just didn't have the resources or the time to be able to figure out how to navigate it with you. Right. And, yeah. and man, and then what happens is I get a so strong box at, at the direct machine one day. Right. And I'm like, you know, I'm not even, I, 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 
it probably sat here for a while before I like looked at it, right? Because I'm only in here really to shoot the podcast and and occasionally have a meeting at this point, but super, super rare. You know what I mean? It's more just like a fancy podcast studio. And then I yeah. finally see like, what does this, what? Like, like this is the brand. He went on and developed it, right? And then... Um, I said, well, 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 let me, let me try this thing, you know? And then what is it? It's absolutely delightful, right? It's like, it tastes so well, right? And so to me, I just think to myself like, man, this dude is just really, truly a uh, true do or dire. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, Hey, like I may not have, um, it may not have worked out on, on us building at the time, but this is what I went on to go and do. And here it is. I thought to myself, like, how extraordinary, right? So then what happens? Then all of a sudden, like, I get, I'm going through my biz dev um, development one day, and they're like, hey, we, we, we got this video in uh, through the website um, that we think, we think is like a really strong uh, idea that you may want to take a look at. It's so strong food, right? I'm like, what? I'm like, this guy, I went all the way and pitched the video in too. Like now he's all the way back. He's all the way, all the way, all the way. True, pure, uh, do or die. So I, I, it, it, it is, you know, I love being here with you. I love the idea of like how relentless you have been this, this whole way through. So, um, I'd love to, to, to kind of understand uh, kind of the status of where you're at. And, and ultimately, you know, because when we were talking about it, like with with me, you and Billy G, it was like, you know, we're talking about the concept. Well, maybe it's like so notes, you know what I mean? Like it was like, and so I was thrown off by so strong, you know what I mean? Like, because I was like, is that something to do with oats? And then I'm like, no, it's really planting the seeds of like, you know, the strength of what it is. And it, it actually has a much broader uh opportunity beyond just like even the bar that is you know is oat oat based and really the healthy carb based is sort of the mission but what's the vision for the product line beyond sort of the bars of what you developed straight away yeah man um well, i'm blown away by your compliments man so i gotta factor all that together man so thank you yeah and rob it's really crazy because um bro i'm from ohio i'm in columbus ohio I told my dad I was meeting with you. If I go to his house now, he's got ridiculousness playing. Yeah. My car in high school is called Black Lavender. Yeah. So this is an honor, man. So thank you so much. Um, but the the vision was, Rob, is I really um, I wanted to create a brand that was just uh, more than a for-profit business, but a not just for-profit business. And I saw there was an opportunity because there's so much misinformation when it comes to eating healthy. For example, when I was playing football, um, I got released from the team and then I went on and started doing CrossFit. I was introduced to RX bar, which was a convenient snack, but it was a protein bar. And it was really interesting because it had the ingredients on the front of the bar, but then I tasted it and it was terrible. Well, from there, I saw I didn't feel better eating it. And I learned that the number one macronutrient, as far as it comes to testosterone and hormones or carbohydrates, and in blue zones where people are living to be 103 years old, I want to live till I'm 112 too, Rob. Let's go. Yeah, man. Is, you got um, me hey, don't get me. Hey, I was fired up on the blue zone. I, I, look, I read yeah. the blue zone thing on the blog, you know, and thinking about like Columbus, like, and like, you know, I wish you would have put the average age to like how they, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I was looking for the number. It was going to be like 64. It'd be like something just like terrible. 61. It's 61 years old. Yeah, it's in the nuts, man. 
Yeah. It's sad, man. So, um, and then I look at something as like Nike's, like Nike's gave people a new opportunity and really made people think they can jump higher, but it's something as dumb as like shoes, like leather and fabric that you tie together to protect your feet. And I said, you know what? Um, people in blue zones are eating carbohydrates. Everybody thinks it's cool with keto and paleo not to eat carbohydrates. I think we can do something. So where we're at as a company, I uh, after I talked to you, I really went on a mission to make the best tasting, healthiest nutrition bar on the planet. I felt like we did it. Um, I partnered with a guy that has a popsicle company to help me get the shelf life uh, study done, which is one year. Uh, then I started passing it out. I gave it to a friend of mine who plays for the Patriots. Next thing I know, I get an order from the New England Patriots. And I'm like, this is crazy. And then the big juice company in Columbus, Zest Nutrition, started buying it from us. And so then I got a space to start making the bars. Every co-packer I called said we couldn't make it to scale. So I found a, um, I went around to butcher shops and I found a, a hamburger press called the Hollymatic 54 and we converted it and we started making bars. And that's when the circle popped out. And I'm like, this is a completely new opportunity. Like all these bars are in one shape because like they're in the box and they're with like big food and farm and all this. We're outside the bar. And uh, started making them. And then we just uh, started a new relationship with a co-packer, uh, Ebon Bakery. It's not official yet, but they can make our bars in the shape of a circle so we can really scale. And we see what's possible with this now. So my vision is, Rob, is to make a company that's done in excellence and then also um, help people really win their morning. Because I think people, especially in Ohio, in our communities, they're drugged down by the modern world. And if people wake up on fire, wanting to win their morning, I think we can win. We want to create jobs in Columbus. Um, it's been a lot of work, but it's been worth it. So that's where I'm at, man. Are you going to, cause it looked like you were opening a store or was that a factory on the website? You were, what was the, yeah. you opening a place to manufacture it yourself? Yeah. So I was, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to make my own uh, production facility. Then we have a bonus with a storefront. We can have healthy food and healthy option, healthy options. But then I talked to your boy, Billy G. And he's like, listen, man, pump the brakes. Don't make yeah. these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, just in production, man, I learned it's really hard. Yeah. So uh, we got to get this right. We got to get the bar right. And that's all I'm concerned about. And I know if we win with this and bring value to people through this bar, then we can win and have other products later on. Yeah. Cause look, I, I, I love this idea of like, like carbohydrates have all these have been like, um, you know, are this super negative thing now. Versus like how yeah. essential they are to like health and energy. It's just the right carbohydrates, right? Like I, I think that's a another uh, potential anchor behind um, what you're doing. You know what I mean? But hit, hit me with your questions, man, because I'd, I'd love to understand more of like where you're at right now. Because uh, I think your question has a lot to do with sort of the status of, of the company. I'd love to have a conversation of where you're at from a finance yeah. standpoint right now. I appreciate it, Rob. So, um, Rob, I've self-funded this entire project, but I, I know that we've mastered the art of telling a good story. And when I started telling the story online, I had investors from all over the world, literally, before they tried the product, the product to want to invest. When is the right time to take outside money? And how do you find that that right partner? Because I, I believe that you want to have both. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I think it's it's different for every single situation. You know what I mean? And, and obviously you want a strategic partner. You know what I mean? I, I think when you, when you reach back out to me and you're like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, where, like, you know, where are we at? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, the value 
um, that we bring as a strategic partner. And, 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 and to me, like that's, that's sometimes versus like, like your ambition and what you actually need to accomplish and what you actually need money for. Meaning like if you have a big order for uh, Jamba juice for every single person, you just need money. You know what I mean? So it's like, and, and, and really, then you need that money to staff up, prepare, and ultimately pay for the inventory and manage uh, driving the business all the way uh, to to recognizing that revenue, you know? But, you know, I, I, I guess I'm trying to, like, sort through, like, you know, what type of money are you trying to raise and what type of valuation? Have you even got into that sort of aspect yet? Not a valuation, Rob, but if I... We need money for uh, marketing and ads to dial that in and then just to make a lot of products and packaging. Yeah. That's what we need the money for. And it's so, you know, I've self-funded this entire thing and I don't, you know, do I take out a loan? Do I take, do I get investment? Because, you know, I, right now I'm, I'm still in the red. So, yeah. you know, even if, if somebody gave me said, Hey, I'm going to give you $2 million. It's like, all right, how can we strategically do something with this? And what could this person, how could they support what we're doing? Um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. And what uh, what type of money are you trying to raise right now? So I haven't tried to raise any money, man, yeah. because I didn't want any. The only in person's money that I was willing to take was yours. Yeah. <laughs> because I, you know, I know uh, the partnership and what you do. I know what you do, Rob. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, look, hey, you. look, we're live on Shark Tank right now, man. We're in the <laughs> machine tank. Uh, how go. much? How much money? And what type of valuation would you want from the machine? So I would want a. Oh, you didn't see this coming, did you? You didn't see this coming. Oh, I love you the freedom, man. Let's go. <laughs> you say, hey, it's game time, man. It's game time. Yeah. Uh, this is this is what I would need. I would need a convertible loan, meaning that if it was two hundred thousand dollars, with you know five percent interest, with the option of that money being able to convert to equity in the company after three years. Yeah. That's what I. If I had that right now. I could attack and blow this thing up. What would that equity convert at 200? It depends on what our valuation would be in three years. Yeah. Because right now I'm, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I'm, uh, and so for me, rather than a loan into, into the note, like what would be, what would you give me for 200K today? I would give you 15% of the company right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, look, this isn't Shark Tank. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't well, Shark Tank. This is Build with Rob the podcast. Um, but look, I I'm I want to spend the time to explore this with you, and 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 I I, I don't want to to say that I'll give you 200k right here today, um, but I, I I definitely just am so impressed with like the true do or dire, like never say dot. Like, I'll tell you what, okay, let me keep pushing. Okay. You don't see me here. Let me keep pushing. And, and I'm gonna fund it myself. I'm gonna get there. And, you know, I, I just, I'm, I have so much respect for it. I, I love it. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I even like the, the evolution of kind of, of I think even hearing some of the stuff that we talked about, you know, a year and a half ago and and even the way that the brand feels and sounds. I, I love the content that you're creating on, on the website and just just becoming a voice. Like I, I think um sure. that I could really help uh refine that brand strategy with you and kind of focus like where you put that energy. 
um, in, in sort of how it defines where the, that product can do, go as you win with this, this bar by itself. So look, I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing it right here, but, <laughs> but I, I, what I do want to do is take this off of, uh, the build with Rob show and, and bring it back down into our, our system, our beautiful place. That is the machine and, and, and push towards getting this, this process, um, going, if you're open to it. Um, Absolutely, you know what I'm yes. saying. To bring this dream yeah. 360 from 9 16 2020 all the way to December something 2021. You know what I mean? And look, man, I I know also uh, you had a, a a question about um, sort of uh, family life. I'd be, I'd be curious about your life question too. Yeah. So, um, Rob, I have four kids, four beautiful daughters. And I've seen, I remember seeing you bought your dad like this golf arcade thing for his birthday or something. Yeah. And um, I can tell your dad had an impact on you with the rhythms that you go by, which please send to me. What would your advice be to a dad that is, uh, wants, aspires to be a world changing entrepreneur, but also wants to be fully present in his kids' lives? How have you went about that in your own life with your kids? Man, I can't imagine trying to do it with four. You know, God bless, God, God bless the wife. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's tough. Right. And now I have the benefit of a, a deep staff of people and a ton of success and then designed balance that allows me, uh, to be highly energetic and, and always present with purpose. Right. And, and it's because I grew into that over the years and, and planned it and then found the success so that I could do it. Right. But, you know, I think it's just the reality when you're building something, it's got to be what you aspire to. And then ultimately, um, along the way, you just got to be thoughtful of managing expectations and, and knowing that it's going to take twice as much energy, um, to, to make sure that you put yourself in a position to not feel like you're just not there or, or live with the regret of not, not being there either. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. in these very fun, cause what's your oldest daughter's age? She's 12. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're, man, you're in it, man. What's the youngest daughter? Uh, one. Oh man, you are just <laughs> in it. Yeah. And look, you know, you, you've done it a lot, right? Cause obviously you've done a lot of different businesses and you've managed it, it really well. Um, and, and I think the other thing that, that you, you probably don't give yourself enough credit for is I, I know without knowing you that you've also learned to manage the stress, um, because you certainly have like, um, because you have sort of your base business and then you keep taking shots, right? Like, and, and I know you want the shot to be what, what is the, that gets you from the base uh, to the ideal life. And, and boy, it's like one after another, um, it's almost like a cycle, right? Because it's like super exciting in the beginning. Boom. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Super. Okay. This one's going to be the one. Boom. I don't know. Right. So it's like, you know, you're actually uh, a pretty well-trained stress athlete at this point. You know what I'm saying? From, from sort of managing those cycles of super high expectation and and desire to 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 create a company and make change and and do it and then going through the I'm going to try this now type of thing so um I think no doubt um 
you know, it, it is really about defining those parameters. I, I just defined it. Even at the most stressful, I tried to never break my balance and keep a, a strong rhythm. And then as I got more more successful and had more time and got more energy back, then I began to invest in the things that gave me more time and more energy systems, people, uh, all these things. And, and then I got better and better. So, you know, today, you know, I, I've never missed a pediatrician appointment. I go to, I take them to school, you know, uh, pick them up. Like I, I schedule time throughout the day and in the evening to make sure that I'm, I'm constantly there and connecting with, with my kids and wife all the way through. Uh, because at the end of the day, like you've got to commit to it and then get better at it over time rather than just work really hard. And then, um, once I find the success, then I'm going to like get more balanced. Then I'm going to spend more time and be more present. I I think that's everybody's sort of mistake, you know, but, but no doubt like in, in, in the beginning stages and really fighting for it. Um, uh, it, it just takes a different type of energy, um, that, 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 you know, you, you, you just gotta, you gotta fight for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, but look, I'm gonna send you that rhythm of existence. But look, I'm gonna shoot you an email after this, man, and uh, and and let's put together a time and um, and 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 really start kind of looking at at the opportunity of 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 sort of what it would look like to be uh, partners together. Didn't mean to put you on the on the spot, Shark Tank style. I just wanted to make sure we were like somewhere in the ballpark. You know what I mean? So, uh, but but either way, you know, again, it's it's. You know, I I'm thankful um, that that we got introduced through Billy G. You know, and and I I have the just the to me you have proved yourself to me. You know what I'm saying? And and so like I really uh, want to take the effort to, to try to support uh, the the energy that you put into it and and how you've grown and evolved and how you've been thinking about it and 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 take a shot at. And potentially be in partners, man. I want to do that. I'm ready, man. Okay, I really look. Appreciate it. All right, I, I appreciate you. Uh, and and again, uh, we'll be reaching out, man. And 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 who knows? Next time you might be sitting across from me, uh, just doing a, a a so strong episode of Bill with Rob. You know, I'm ready, man. Let's go. Just let me know. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Bill with Rob, man. Always, always fun always enlightening and just enjoy enjoy the conversations every single time um it's what we love to do down here uh we love the manufacturing amazing we can manufacture amazing with you if you want to be on the show go to deerdeckmachine.com backslash guest and 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 be on the show you 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 got some uh questions about your business about your life let's talk about it you know uh you want to be involved in our process become a machinist You know what I mean? Be involved in this machine method and this process of manufacturing amazing. And of course, wherever you listen to this podcast, like it, uh, subscribe to it, you know, follow the dream of dreams being realized with dreamers, dreaming, 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 dreaming ideas together. Okay, look, you know what it is. You got a vision. You got to bring it to life with a plan and the absolute and total commitment until next time see it believe it do it